Hey everybody, welcome. Steve Wollenhouse, I'm your host here on Anatomy of Success to be on guard against a big ego. Stay humble with seven things. That's what we'll talk about this week. So glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Again, this is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Welcome here for the first time. Glad you discovered us. I think you'll like what we do here. Short, succinct episodes dedicated to topics that I think can benefit us throughout the week. Some action steps you can take to see some measurable improvements, hopefully. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast. Ratings, reviews also greatly appreciated. And then head over to my website, weatherology.com. That's my company website. You'll find me under About Us at the top. Of that page, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and then grab the Weatherology mobile app. It's free, and I think you'll like it. You know, I find it amusing that we celebrate the importance of humility so much, yet seldom see leaders demonstrate the importance of being humble. I've seen this happen countless times, and obviously because 75% of all working adults consider themselves dissatisfied at work, and the primary reason is poor leadership, I think we see the correlation there. Governors, mayors across the country, political leaders over the past year and a half pontificating about the importance of wearing a mask, refraining from social activity, ironically, they show no inhibitions about enjoying a vigorous social life and discard the significance of social distancing when it's inconvenient for them and we've caught numerous examples on tape. Or when they think no one is watching, they do as they damn well please. That's called arrogance, disingenuousness, uninspiring fake. It's not a mistake or inadvertent oversight. It's a character flaw, folks. Let's call it what it is. And reveals lack of humility that invariably leads to bad leadership. Incidentally, apologies are of little use when the motivation is because you got caught and those apologies are weak at best. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have done it. You don't mean it. You got caught with your hand in the cookie jar, so you're just pointing out the obvious and hopefully people forget about it. People that crave power, control, public praise don't place people first, sadly enough, oftentimes. Trained in the art of obedience, rewards, and punishment, these people are indoctrinated in the idea that results matter. Compliments of prestigious universities that value academic excellence above all else, no wonder they create catastrophic consequences in their organizations and for the people they quote-unquote lead when they finally assume positions of power. When you define success predicated on academic achievement, our response is simple. Once we assume a leadership position or assimilate into the real world, we do what's required to save our own ass, boss people around, make rules that apply to everyone else but not us, and profess to have all the answers because we're so smart and so much smarter than everyone else. Does that have a hint of familiarity based on watching the evening news over the past year and a half? You know, we come nearest to being great when we are great at being humble. So to ensure humility guards us against the dangers of a runaway ego, here are seven things that we can focus on. Number one, we have to be committed to being humble. We all make mistakes, but people that blatantly ignore the obvious aren't being human. They're being arrogant. Great leaders have depth and operate with authenticity and emotional intelligence. Self-awareness is something they cultivate with intention and practice humility even when it's inconvenient. When we do what we say and say what we mean, people learn to trust and respect our decisions and respond accordingly. We have to be committed to being humble and practice the art of humility each and every day. 
Next, we have to be balanced. Many people believe that being loud and strong is a prerequisite for great leadership. Many leaders use fear and intimidation to impose their will by threatening people into compliance. Rank and hierarchy matter to these individuals, and they lack the ability to support, encourage, and inspire other people because the primary concern is self-preservation and moving forward, self-interest. Without real balance, people become dictators, not leaders. Real leaders coach and mentor, and they lead by example, and it's believable because it's sincere and it's authentic. Next, be quick to offer praise. Competent leaders understand the importance of elevating their team, especially during difficult times. They offer praise publicly and privately and provide it sincerely. Great leaders know how to recognize true talent and they extract excellence from everyone. They get great results because they mobilize their team's true potential. They also share the blame when plans fail and teach humility in the process by demonstrating by example. Next, be a collaborator. Extraordinary leaders understand the importance of collaboration. They appreciate nothing gets done alone, and they accentuate individual strengths to achieve maximum results for everyone. They bring people together and diminish our propensity as people to compete in favor of creating safety for everyone, security, and shared sense of accomplishment in the group. They help bring out the joy in our work, the meaning in our work, and teach us the importance of knowing when to walk away from work and take time to rejuvenate and decompress. You know, pride makes us artificial, humility makes us real. Next, we have to be incredibly powerful. Leaders with genuine humility have incredible character and integrity. People that profess to be humble love cliches but lack evidence of success. Powerful leaders, on the other hand, have done the work. It's demonstrable. Many politicians are career activists. That's all they are. Or people trained in the legal profession that love to argue for a living. Nothing wrong with that, but when we have those two types of personalities dominating politics, no surprise, we get no place. They haven't built any businesses. They haven't used their sweat, equity, and integrity to run a company, manage resources, their own and other people. They haven't managed difficult decisions responsibly, realistic plans that need to materialize, or the business goes broke. Not just using taxpayer resources to play around in their political sandbox, trying new things that have never any chance of materializing or succeeding, dreaming up theories and ideas that have no validity whatsoever. Power isn't something we establish through rhetoric, folks. It's earned through respect and demonstrable evidence that we actually know what we're doing. To be incredibly powerful is incredibly humbling.
Next, we have to be a person of integrity. Leaders with integrity don't have to rely on rhetoric to convince people they have tremendous character. They demonstrate by example what integrity looks like. And over a long period of time, it's very evident that person has integrity and they gain a reputation for being reliable by being consistent and honoring their word. Incidentally, they don't publicly condemn people for not wearing a mask, then show up in public unprotected. When a person's rhetoric doesn't match their actions, we have to watch out. These inconsistencies illuminate character flaws synonymous with really bad judgment and poor integrity. And finally, be grateful. Great leaders are grateful and appreciate the amazing people that contribute to their success. They don't need to have countless hours of diversity training during periods of social unrest to create the impression they're socially woke and sensitive to diversity. They practice diversity as a matter of principle and never entertain the idea of paying someone less because of their skin color, gender, or sexual orientation, or treating those people differently. They love people instinctively, and they see a person's potential, period. A grateful heart eliminates much of the formalities many businesses feel compelled to perform for public perception. You see a lot of this, and it drives me nuts. When an organization values human beings, expressing gratitude daily for those human beings, the corporate culture learns to tolerate nothing less. Gratitude before pride becomes common protocol. We don't have to quickly respond to popular fashionable trends and act like we're all over it to make everybody appear out there as if we're virtuous people doing the right thing. Number one, the primary motive oftentimes is we just don't want to get canceled because we're afraid that if we appear as if we're not plugged into these things, then somehow we're going to be vilified for it. My advice, be that person, be that leader that actually values these things and those things are second nature. And then you don't have to set aside a whole bunch of time trying to convince your colleagues how to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Be grateful. Treat people with respect. See everybody as somebody that has the potential of doing extraordinary things. Humility is the essence of love and intelligence. It's not an achievement, folks. I hope this conversation on humility benefited each and every one of you. Seven actionable steps we can take this week to work on our humility, something we all have to work on each and every day, and I hope we do. Sure would make the world a better place. I'm Steve Wollenhouse, your host here on Anatomy of Success. Thank you for joining us. Until next week, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic.